0: anything for all the private coaching sessions he did on the side. In fact, he told me he'd probably lost about $250,000 the previous year on the QB training business, if you factored in the money he'd paid out to his coaches for their expenses and the public speaking opportunities he'd passed up. When Dilfer and I first spoke about my book idea a couple of days after the draft, he explained that he was about to launch a new high-tech venture that he vowed would change the game, starting at the grassroots level. In reality, the business, fueled by his connections, commentary, and ESPN bandwidth, would permeate football at its highest level, too. TDFB, a holistic coaching ecosystem that unites coaches and expands their influence, would take hold from the top of the game and work its way down as much as it would the other way around. It sounded intriguing. The game had already changed, but how exactly would Dilfer's new QB training and evaluation model work? What would make it so different from what already was out there? How distinct would his version of QB heaven be from the Manning's version that Archie and his boys put on every summer down in Louisiana? what were the nuances that determined whether a quarterback shined or sank on game day? More specifically, what exactly was it that made Aaron Rodgers, a guy who had zero college scholarship offers out of high school, into a future Hall of Famer, or made Peyton Manning so unique? Better yet, why did so many lifelong football recruiters keep screwing up their evaluations of these guys? And, back to Neuheisel's point, what does a quarterback guru actually do? Dilfer's presence in this space, as he often calls it, was unlike that of the other football veterans in the private QB coaching business. He was already entrenched in the elite NFL culture, and through his TV work and his personal relationships with the big-name players and coaches, he had already established a new, multi-dimensional football lingo that had become a part of how they spoke. Common Dilferisms are throwing the receiver open or playing off-platform. Arm strength became the more qualified arm talent because arm strength merely spoke to how hard a guy could throw the ball, not whether he was also adept at feathering a pass over a linebacker and in front of a defensive back, too. A quarterback wasn't just accurate anymore. Instead, There were five different variations of accuracy, ranging from the basic rhythm accuracy to the more nuanced second reaction accuracy. By the time I pitched the idea for the QB, I realized how so many of the key figures in the quarterbacking world were actually interconnected by one person or another. In Dilfer's vernacular, these were the mapmakers of a very unique genre. Among them were a group of men who, like Dilfer, were haunted by personal failures and shortcomings. They were the marketing whiz, the mad scientist, the QB whisperer, the brain guy, the magic men, and the Mannings. At the core of it all was the debate whether elite QBs were a product of more nature than nurture. For my recruiting book, Meat Market, I had a chance to go behind the scenes for a real inside perspective at how the recruiting process actually works in big-time college football. With this book, I figured I would have a similar opportunity to explore the world of the QB in a way it had never been shown before by telling it through Dilfer, the tortured former Super Bowl winning quarterback, one of his protégés, George Whitfield, and through Whitfield's protégé, Johnny Manziel, who had become the hottest commodity in football. The book would have exclusive access to all three, so the listener would be alongside Johnny Football, whether that meant he was in Dime City with Whitfield, assisting Dilfer's Elite Eleven crew in Oregon, mentoring high school quarterbacks, ranked a lot higher than he ever was, or hunkered down in College Station with his Texas A&M coaches as he took the next steps in his development after becoming the first freshman to ever be awarded the Heisman Trophy. Manziel had blossomed under the tutelage of Whitfield and the coaches at Texas A&M, who managed to polish the undersized quarterback's raw skills without bogging him down with so much that it had hamstrung his rare improvisational wizardry. Such a balance can be tricky, where nature and nurture